Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children and anarchists of all ages, welcome to the Dark Lord Reapers United States of Anarchy podcast. Who am I? I am the Dark Lord himself, the Nightmare King, giving you unapologetic truth about any and every topic. No topic exempt. If you don't like what I have to say, two words, don't listen. And while you're at it, boycott my social media. Boycott my podcast. Boycott anything with my name attached to it. And don't listen. This podcast is for real people, real topics, and real situations. So if you're looking for a celebrity gossip, this is not the podcast for you. So, yeah, I know you guys have missed me. I said I was going to do an episode based on Donald Trump and The Streets Part 2, the story of Daniel Hernandez, but I had to talk about this for a second. This episode is entitled, I'm sure you saw the title, How Colin Kaepernick Outsmarted the NFL and Gave Them a Taste of Their Own medicine we're gonna break this down for you guys so you can enjoy it and understand why i'm laughing and how this is not the first time we have seen a black athlete be frozen out of a sport for standing up for their rights so get comfortable because we got a lot to cover And we're back, so this episode is appropriately entitled How Colin Kaepernick Beat the NFL at Their Own Game and Gave Them a Taste of Their Own Medicine. So, this part of the story, this first part of the story, is what happened now? If you, you have to be completely living under a rock to not understand or know who Colin Kaepernick is or what happened to him with the NFL. He started the whole take a knee protest in protest of police brutality and racial inequality, which sparked outrage throughout America and cost him his job and for the NFL to collude to keep him from working for the next 32 months, which is three years. So recently, a couple of weeks ago, the NFL gave Colin Kaepernick a quote-unquote impromptu workout as, you know, to see if he could possibly get employment with the NFL once again. Colin Kaepernick did not call the NFL. The NFL called him. Keep that in mind. So, if you are unaware, in February of this year, the NFL settled a a lawsuit of of undisclosed amount for colluding against him in terms of keeping him unemployable with the NFL. So, now that we've been caught up, let me break, a lot of people are upset at him for what he did. He moved, mind you, the workout was very impromptu, Colin Kaepernick had no time to prepare for this, so he realized the game that the NFL was trying to play on him, which I'm going to explain to you in a minute, so he moved the the workout from where it was supposed to be at the Atlanta Falcons Stadium to a local high school. And out of the 32 team representatives that were going to be at the stadium, only eight showed up for the impromptu workout that he that he made at the sta- at the high school football field. When we come back, I'm going to explain to you why he did that.
we're back. So we are talking about how Colin Kaepernick outsmarted the NFL and beat them at their own game. And I am thrilled to hell about it. So when we last left off, Colin Kaepernick had moved the impromptu workout set up by the NFL and the 30 and representatives of the 32 teams at the Atlanta Falcons stadium to come and basically he was supposed to work out there at an official NFL facility NFL official 32 um, representatives were supposed to be there sorry if I'm rambling it's been a while so I'm a little rusty people <laughs> so instead of going there he went to a local high school which was about two a couple of miles away not too far but in the same place out of the 32 representatives of the nfl teams only eight attended this impromptu workout here's the first part of why colin kaepernick did what he did the nfl basically told colin kaepernick and his team they are giving him this opportunity to show what he can do however none of colin kaepernick's people None of his team, his promotional team, or any outside media media coverage could be attending this impromptu workout as long when they originally had it. This is how the NFL set it up. So if you're giving him an equal opportunity, how come outlets like ESPN and sport you know what I'm saying? Because Colin Kaepernick has caused a lot of a lot of drama with his protest, with his silent protest. So I would think you would want the media to see what this guy is capable of. So, to me, that raised a lot of eyebrows. So, that's just the first part of why Kaep- Kaepernick moved the workout to the high school. So, his team could be there and local media could cover, as well as other media outlets could cover what was going on. When we come back, we're going to cover the second part of why he moved, why he made the move he moved, that he did when we get back. back so we are discussing Colin Kaepernick and how he outsmarted the NFL and why I find it so hilarious now this is the part of the story that is going to raise a couple of eyebrows with some people it should actually so not only did the NFL when they originally set up this impromptu workout for Colin Kaepernick say they did not want Colin Kaepernick's team, any outside footage or any outside media coverage of this impromptu workout to be present at the Falcon Stadium. They made Colin Kaepernick sign a waiver that basically, I'm not even going to read the paragraph seven of the, um, of the um, waiver because I have it here. But ladies and gentlemen, in layman's terms, just in case there are children listening, they're saying that for, by him signing that waiver to work out with them, he would basically give them all, he would basically saying that there would be no wrongdoing in anything the NFL puts out about him for future reference. Basically, it would be like, let's say you are at a murder trial and you let the killer be controlled the accused killer be in control of the murder weapon and the evidence against him. Hmm? So, let me get this straight, America. 
NFL wanted Colin Kaepernick to show up at a facility without his team, his manager, or anyone that is in his corner. No outside media coverage could be there. And he had to sign a waiver stating that whatever whatever results or, or facts they put out about Colin Kaepernick, he can legal he cannot legally respond to it. Does that sound like a workout to you? When we come back, I'm going to talk about another story that sounds similar to this one. But trust me, you'll get where I'm going with this. And we're back. So we are talking about how Colin Kaepernick outsmarted the NFL and beat them at their own game. And how I'm thrilled to hell about it. But before we get to why and how he smarted, outsmarted the NFL, I'm going to tell you guys about another situation similar to Colin Kaepernick's, but it happened years ago. The year was, this was the decade of the 1960s, 1970s. Dr. King and Malcolm X and Robert Kennedy had just, had all been assassinated. I'm talking about the Syracuse Eight. If you don't know who they were before this, you do now. The Syracuse Eight were eight black football players that were playing for Syracuse College. And they had, when segregation and police brutality and and civil injustice was the norm back then, they had a problem. They went to college because of their athletic abilities. But they couldn't help but notice that they wanted to pursue academics. One of the Syracuse eight, uh, Greg Allen, he wanted to get his degree in physics. And they told him that he wouldn't be able to do so because he wouldn't be able to do his labs and play football at the same time. Hmm. Here's another part of the story. They'd also petitioned the coach to get a black assistant coach and to no avail. On top of that, the actual doctor for Syracuse, for the Syracuse football team, he wasn't even a medical doctor. He wasn't even a sports doctor. He was a gynecologist by trade. And his remedy and the remedies for football players back then was to put some ice on it and rest and you'll be all right. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen, ice and some rest. And this was a gynecologist playing sports doctor. In fact, he didn't even want to touch the black players. One of the Syracuse eight is on record saying that the doctor kept two sets of latex gloves, one for the white players and the other set for the black players. Hmm. Long story short, when the players realized that they did not get the equal opportunity, academic opportunity, academic opportunities as their white counterparts they decided to go sign a petition to make sure they were able to pursue academics as well as their athletics and of course when the media got a hold of the situation mainstream media got a hold of it the Syracuse 8 even though it was 9 of them the Syracuse 8 realized that they were not even in control of the narrative They were labeled black militants or just the blacks. You hear that? 
Now, where have we seen this scenario before? So, the black players, the Syracuse 8, boycotted playing any type of football game until their requests were were met. They did eventually get a black assistant coach, but here's the thing. The assistant coach, all he was able to do was sit in the back of the room during team meetings and put his head on the desk. He wasn't even allowed to put anything on the board or give any kind of input. And the main leader, his name is Dana Hilton, I think. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I hope I'm saying his name right. He went to the coach and explained to the coach that having a conversation with the coach and the coach told him, and I quote, you can't be black and play football at the same time. Hmm. His response is, I'm only going to be a football player for a few years. I'm going to be black for the rest of my life. He answered the pay. He answered the coach the best way possible. So years after the fact, they had gone on. The NFL basically froze them out. The big boosters wanted them kicked out of Syracuse. They wanted them off the team. They wanted their scholarships revoked. Basically, the same backlash that Colin Kaepernick is getting, but at another level. One of the players, one of the Syracuse nine or eight, Greg Allen, he went to Canada when he realized that he was not making it to the NFL because it was his dream to play. They all wanted to play, but they also realized they had to stand up for their rights. Even some of the white players was boycotting with them. Their white teammates were boycotting with them because they realized what they were fighting for would have benefited the white players as well. Because what's the point of me going to college if I can't partake in the the academics opportunities? Because I can't be football, I can't play football forever. I'm going to get old, some you know, things happen. But I can be a doctor for the rest of my life. I can be a physicist for the rest of my life. I can be an engineer for the rest of my life. Can't take an education away from someone once they got it. So Greg Allen, he went to Canada to play for the CFL. And he thought that, you know, he could have a career up there. He didn't realize how much of an influence the NFL had. One day he said he got a call for the coach to come in and they said, um, yeah, we have to let you go. And he said, let me go. Why? He said, you have too much baggage. They said, you have too much baggage on you. So they got pressured. The CFL, which is another entity of its own, got pressured from the NFL because of the protest. Funny, right? So years and years went on. None of the, the, the eight... None of the players regret what they did and standing up for themselves. A lot of them went on to have great careers and civil act and civil rights and all that. In 2006, they were recognized by Syracuse, the same school that made life miserable for them. Finally acknowledged them decades after the fact for their fight for civil rights and equal opportunity education. So as you can see, people, time vindicated the Syracuse 8, the Syracuse 9, sorry. Time vindicated them. So let's see what happens with Colin Kaepernick. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the other entities that have so much to say.
So we are talking about how Colin Kaepernick outsmarted and beat the NFL at their own game and why I find it so funny. So, Stephen A. Smith, a longtime and very colorful and interesting gentleman on ESPN, he always has so much to say about the NFL. And, you know, he critiques the players. He's stern, like he gives harsh critique, but most of the time he's right. And this time around, he's wrong. Before he got the entire facts of why Kaepernick did what he did, he went on a basically a Twitter rant saying Colin Kaepernick did not want to work. He just wanted to whine and complain, bitch and moan. Basically, he put his foot in his mouth because later on that week, he had to recant his story recant what he said because he didn't know the full he didn't get the full facts before he opened his mouth like many people a lot of people do get the facts but they rather say the opposite speaking of which it's on record it's alleged i can't say on record it's alleged that jay-z was not happy with what kaepernick did but here's the thing no one from jay-z's camp has confirmed or denied what was said and what wasn't said so we just gonna have to wait and see in that regard because jay-z is another one because he took that meeting with the commissioner of the nfl roger and a lot of people are asking the question even snoop dogg asked the question the other day why is it that even though jay-z is in the room meeting with people and all that how come colin kaepernick wasn't there he's the he's the one that made the sacrifice to start the, the conversation so I think Colin Kaepernick should have been there to have some input as well. And I agree with Snoop Dogg. Shots to Uncle Snoopy. So, and it's like everyone is forgetting what this was really all about. This was not about a job. This is what happens when you let people control the narrative. But I'll save that part of the story for my final opinion, my final remark. When we come back, I'm going to bring up some other facts that I recently did not know. And we're back. So this is the part of the story where I say why it's funny and why I'm so amused with what Colin Kaepernick did, did to the NFL. He basically showed the world that he's not stupid basically showed the world that he has a brain because he knew if he'd have signed that waiver and showed up at that facility they'd have dragged his name through the mud they'd have said all types of things about him they'd have called him every name in the book but the one that's on his birth certificate so him moving the workout from where it was scheduled to be to that high school basically put him in control the NFL couldn't have handle it. Now, will that hurt his career in the future? Most likely. But the point is, he stuck it to the NFL, and they can't handle it. And I'm thrilled to hell about it. Why? Because it's funny. They got what they couldn't. They got a taste of their own medicine. They've been doing this to players for years. The media has been doing this to people over the years, controlling the narrative. And they can't handle the fact that someone showed them with all their power, all their resources, that they're not in control. 
and that's why it's funny to me. When we come back, I'll give you my final opinion. And we're back! So here are my final thoughts on this story. <gasps> to Colin Kaepernick, yo man, balls to you, guy. Balls to you. I'm absolutely proud of Colin Kaepernick. In fact, I'm going to go out and buy me a Colin Kaepernick jersey. First chance I get. Colin Kaepernick is the personification of anarchy. Why I say that? Because he stood his ground and he upset the balance. He upset, not upset the balance. He ruffled feathers, not by cursing or being disrespectful. He put them in their place by doing something so simple all he did was take a knee and people couldn't handle it now he outsmarted them because he didn't he did the workout but just not in their facility because he wanted full transparency and the NFL couldn't handle that that's why he said what he said when he was being interviewed he said stop hiding from the truth he wanted full transparency. He wanted people to see what he's doing. And he does the work. He does the work in the communities. But, unfortunately, the majority of people fall for the okie doke. Because let me ask you all a question. Serious question. If I'm giving you a job interview, right? If I'm giving you a job interview, why would I tell you that if I'm giving you a workout, let me keep it in contact. If I'm giving you a workout to come play, whether it be football, baseball, whatever, and I tell you that no one from your your management team, none of your friends could be there, or and you have to sign a waiver saying basically you cannot you cannot speak out against me for whatever I put out about you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was not a workout the NFL set up for him. That was a setup. That wasn't an audition. That was a setup. Now, as for Jay-Z, until we hear it from his mouth, we can't say whether he's upset or not at Kaepernick. So, be careful what you read on the internet. Which brings me to Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith. I hope this is a lesson to him that to get on because I was surprised at him. So I don't know if he was like, you know, brown. A lot of people looked at it as like him brown nosing or, or just beating up on Kaepernick. But he ended up looking foolish. So people and here's another thing that I wanted to say in my final opinion. If we're protesting the NFL, if we're supposed to be all against the NFL, right? Why are we still encouraging our little boys to play football? Why aren't we teaching our little boys that they can be more than athletes? Take an example. Like, this isn't the... Like, look at what they're doing to Kaepernick. Look at what they've done to the Syracuse 8. Or those two gentlemen that raised their fist at the Olympics. Or Muhammad Ali. All those people were vilified when they were protesting 
but in time, they were hailed as heroes. So, Kaepernick, keep doing what you do, because time will vindicate you. History books will vindicate you. And that's all I got to say for this episode. Until, oh yes, and of course, soon you will get the episode that you've been waiting for me to do, Trump and his politics, and part two of The Streets. The story of Daniel Hernandez. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, Rage Against the Machine. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Donations are always appreciated to keep this thing going. Keep it going smoothly. Until next time, love, peace, and shit and grease. Deuces.